Welcome to the Everything Considered podcast. My name is April Novoa, and typically I have guests on, uh, very interesting guests, uh, and get to find out a little bit about them and what they offer to the world. Uh, Today, instead of talk to really cool people, (laughs) I'm just going to talk, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I do besides talk to cool people, which is human design. That's one of the things I do. The other thing I do is jinkies, but today uh, we're going to dive into human design, and I'm going to kind of give you a 101, if you will, and um, just uh, give you an idea of what it is and And you can explore it and see if it's something that possibly you might want to experiment with. So here we go. What is human design? Well, simply put, it is a user manual for your life. It is what we call the science of human differentiation. The founder was a man by the name of Ra Uruhu. And he was living on the island of Ibiza, which is just off the coast of Spain, in 1987, and he had an encounter with a voice. And he was not uh, necessarily someone that wanted something like this to happen. He wasn't seeking it. Uh, But this information downloaded, and he then, over a number of years, started releasing it. Uh, It was, for a very long time, information that was not mainstream. Most people did not know about it. Uh, But in the last 10, 15 years, it's um, gained uh, notoriety, and people are becoming aware of it and finding it uh, very useful in their own lives. So it's become what we call the human design system that um, basically synthesizes ancient and modern sciences and has proven to be a valuable tool for human understanding. So if you're watching me, you can see what I've just pulled up is what's called uh, the Human Design Chart, Body Graph, and Mandala. Uh, If you're not able to see it, um, you can, uh, just a side note, get your chart by going to geneticmatrix.com and you will need your birth date, time, and location because it's highly specific. But looking at uh, what we call the Rave Mandala, Uh, we see that it's a synthesis of four ancient esoteric systems uh, with modern science. So the Yi Ching, uh, which is closely related to the Tao Te Ching, uh, the astrological system, uh, Kabbalah, which is uh, an esoteric uh, wisdom from the Abrahamic faiths, Um, and then we have the the, uh, chakra system, Uh, you can see the centers, and then of course uh, we We talk a good deal about quantum physics or neutrinos uh, coming from the planetary bodies. So all of this put together is what uh, forms the mandala, and the mandala forms the body graph and chart. So uh, that's kind of how we come to understand uh, our and your unique uh, design. And uh, let's keep going. So the key components of the human design chart are 26 activations and um, not everybody has 26 that's actually the maximum that you can have Um, then there are 13 planetary imprints uh, 9 centers 36 possible channels uh, 64 gates or hexagrams what's interesting here is that we have 64 DNA codons in our bodies and there are 64 gates or hexagrams six lines within each of those hexagrams, and of course there's three levels of substructure. 
The uh, celestial bodies used in human design are the sun, and 70% of all neutrinos, that's subatomic particles that pass through us and through our environment, come from our sun, so the sun is highly influential. Uh, the rest are the additional planets, which of course are Earth. Earth is um, very influential. The moon, north node, south node, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Um, when you see something in red, um, I'm right here under design, that is subconscious or under the consciousness. These are uh, traits, attributes, uh, gifts, uh, even shadows uh, that are not necessarily evident to you because they are in your design, which is your body. And that was formed about 88 days prior to birth. And these are all the activations in red. Now on the bl black side where it says personality, that is the persona. All of these activations are what you would typically see in an astrological chart, starting up here with the sun. And these are things that you would know is part of the persona. Uh, they're very evident to you. So those are all uh, activations that lead to traits, characteristics, gifts, and uh, sometimes shadows uh, that we are imprinted with. So red is unconscious, um, black is conscious. So we really can't discuss deconditioning until we talk about conditioning. And deconditioning really is the point of human design. It's about be returning to who you really are deep down inside, as opposed to what you have become um, as a result of your environment. So the things in your environment that influence you and condition you, so to speak, or socialize you would be your family of origin, um, school, uh, friends, um, this, this, our social society or culture and traditions, uh, religion, the media, and the list goes on. So what happens over time is uh, you're a little baby. You start out and you're pretty much you. You know, you're pretty much this perfect little bundle of joy. And then as time goes on, you become conditioned. You become what your environment is dictating as opposed to who you really are. Uh, traumas and stress uh, can also contribute very much to um, conditioning. So again, the point of human design is to decondition, and that is return uh, to who you are. I like to say... Uh, go back to your factory settings. <laughs> uh, let's find your original face. Let's find the, the person that you were before the world got a hold of you. And that's what deconditioning is all about. So in human design, we say that you are either self or not self. And the self is um, fundamentally what your design is. It's if you were looking at a body graph, it would be everything that's colored in. It, that would be a great representation of who you are. The places that are open uh, or white, not colored in, are places where your environment uh, shapes you. And that comes out in what we call the not-self. And the not-self behaviors are not in alignment with who they are. Uh, some of those behaviors are things like anger and frustration and bitterness and disappointment and uh, the like, all, all the negatives, um, rather than uh, assign some sort of a good or bad to all those emotions, we look at that in terms of um, a warning that we are out of alignment. And it's like the, 
the light on your dashboard's going off and, and it's telling you that something's wrong with the engine. So when we're experiencing those things rather than peace and satisfaction and, and success in our lives and happy surprises, that's a really good sign that we are in what's called not self, that we are behaving and functioning uh, from our conditioning as opposed to who we really are deep inside. So as we get into the mechanics of human design, we start at the very surface, which are our aura types. There are five of them. Uh, there is the generator, the manifester, the projector, the manifesting generator, and the reflector. So our first aura type is the generator, and they are about 36% of the population. They have an open and inclusive aura. Their strengths are that they are energetic, they are masters of their work, they have this stair-step learning uh, strategy, um, they have sustainable energy, and they are self-aware. Uh, weaknesses are, are that they can often feel frustrated, um, they quit too soon, they can't just make it happen, and there's a very good reason for this. If they try to force things, they end up frustrated, and they can feel stuck at times. A few well-known generators would be Oprah, Robert Downey Jr., and Beethoven. When we are looking at the generator's chart, we see that there's no motor center connected directly to the throat center. And the motors are the will, the emotional solar plexus, uh, the sacral, and the root. And so no motor is uh, connected there. They can have a defined throat, but no motor connection. And their sacral must be defined and that's how we know it's a generator. When you start experimenting with human design, and remember human design is an experiment, it's not a belief system, um, we have what's called strategy and authority, and strategy and authority is how we come into alignment with who we are. And for the generator, their strategy is to wait to respond and know themselves. So rather than force or try to make things or initiate things, the generator is actually drawing things to them to respond to. So if they will wait for those things to come and then check in with their authority, and their authority is how they know what is correct for them, uh, life will go much more smoothly. Now they have two possible authorities, sacral authority, which is like a deep inner um, guttural uh, sound that comes from their center. And it sounds a little bit like uh-huh for yes, or uh-uh for no, or hmm. No energy to answer whether that's correct or not for me. And that is what's called sacral authority. It takes a little practice because as generator children are growing up, they're told, use your words. Don't grunt. Don't make those noises. Say yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. And uh, they get conditioned out of really tapping into that sound. They can also have or um, solar plexus or emotional authority, which is wave-like. And um, when you have this authority, the truth is not found in the now for you. Clarity comes over time. So it's best not to react or respond if you're feeling ex super excited, high on your wave, or really low on your wave. Uh, it's better to wait until it kind of calms down. It's just a small undulation, and you'll have clarity about what's correct for you if you have emotional authority. The manifester is just 8% of the population, and they have a closed and repelling aura. Um, their strengths are that they are energetic, driven, powerful, influential, successful, 
impulsive, mysterious. Weaknesses can be that they might be angry or irritable, perhaps a little self-absorbed, not always a good team player, impatient and secretive. A few well-known manifestors are Jack Nicholson, Susan Sarandon, and Frida Kahlo. When we look at the manifestor chart, we can see that any motor can be connected directly to the throat center, and the sacral is never defined. The manifestor's strategy and authority is to inform before initiating, and this is important because it uh, decreases the amount of resistance they might feel. Um, so they need to let people know that might be impacted by their decisions, uh, that they're getting ready to go and do something. They do not have to ask permission, but they do need to inform uh, others of what they're doing so they can either help them or move out of the way so they can get it accomplished. Um, they have three possible authorities, um, the ego or the heart center, which is the will, uh, splenic, which is intuitive, uh, or the emotional solar plexus. The projector is just 22% of the population and they have a very focused and penetrating aura. Their strengths are managing and directing others. Uh, they are insightful, intuitive, magnetic, and attractive. Uh, they help focus energy to accomplish great things. Weaknesses are that because they don't have a defined sacral and they don't have sustainable energy, sometimes others might judge them as being lazy. They're not. They just do need a lot of rest. Uh, they can burn out. They're highly sensitive. Uh, they can lack self-awareness because they, they are other aware so much. They, they're really aware of others, but not as much of themselves. And uh, because they have this uh, need to uh, be, I guess, recognized or have or be utilized in using their gifts and talents, um, they can feel bitter if that doesn't happen. A few well-known projectors are Elizabeth Taylor, Nelson Mandela, and Barack Obama. Looking at the projector's chart, we see no motor center is connected directly to the throat center, and the sacral is never defined. The projector's strategy and authority. The strategy is to wait to be invited, and I know this can be very difficult for projectors, uh, but it's correct for them. And um, if they don't wait, oftentimes things don't go how they would like them to. So the way that their energy works is that they need to wait to be invited. And this can come from uh, all sorts of places. It doesn't necessarily need to be a person uh, inviting you per se. Sometimes it can be an email or a billboard or, you know, there's all sorts of ways that invitations come. They can have quite a few authorities, splenic, which is kind of intuitive, uh, the emotional solar plexus, um, the will, ego, self-heart-centered, uh, self-projected or mental-projected, and with those last two, they kind of need to hear their own words and they can find the truth in what they're speaking. So uh, for those type, it's very good for them to be around other people and be able to voice uh what they're going through and what they're looking for a resolution or or a decision about. Now we come to the manifesting generator and they are 32% of the population. They have an opening and enveloping aura, but it's not personal like the generator or as personal. Um, their strengths are, are that they're energetic. They can do many things at once. These are incredible multitaskers. Uh, they're good at finding shortcuts. Uh, they're self-aware and they have sustainable energy. Uh, their weaknesses are, 
weaknesses are emotional themes of anger and frustration. Uh, they tend to skip important steps. They, like the generator, can sometimes try to force things to happen. Um, they don't like waiting, but that's very important. Um, and they don't always finish what they start. A few well-known generators, Stephen King, David Bowie, and Mother Teresa. When looking at the manifesting generators chart, we see that any motor is connected directly to the throat center, and the sacral must be defined. The manifesting generator's strategy and authority. The strategy is to wait to respond and then inform. So they have a waiting component because they have a defined sacral. So again, if they try to force or to make things happen, they're likely to hit a brick wall. But if they will just wait for that thing to come to them, uh, things go smoother. Once it does arrive, they can inform those around them because they move very fast. Uh, let them know, anyone that's going to be impacted by their decision, uh, that they're making this decision um, so that that person can either help them or make space for them to accomplish what they need to. Uh, they can have two possible authorities, sacral, which is that sound that I touched on earlier with the generator, uh, the aha uh -huh for yes, the uh-uh for no, and the hmm for no energy to answer that right now. Or they can have the emotional solar plexus authority, which again is about that emotional wave, uh, time being on their side. They do not need to make quick decisions. That's almost always a mistake, um, especially if they're in a high or low on their emotional wave. Last but not least, we have the reflector, and they are only 1% of the population. Their strengths are that they're talkative, passionate, unique, proponents for peace and prosperity, and they reflect the health of their community. Weaknesses are highly sensitive. They have an emotional theme of disappointment. They need consistency, and they struggle to stay grounded. A few well-known reflectors, Sandra Bullock, Orson Welles, and Yule Brenner. When we look at the reflectors chart, we see that they have no defined centers, nor do they have any channels. The reflector's strategy is to wait a full 28-day cycle, a lunar cycle. Um, they don't have an authority per se, but to know what's correct for them, they need a lot of time. And they really need to see their voice, uh, what is correct for them, reflected in people that are close to them. So to just kind of sit with them and let them talk it out for a while, uh, but not to rush them. They need to not be rushed in making decisions, and they need to not pressure themselves to make decisions quickly. So we've talked about the different aura types, and that is really, really very basic information to begin to experiment with human design. Once you understand your strategy and authority and you start to employ it in everyday life, you start to what we do what we call decondition, and that is become more you, uh, return to your factory settings, uh, to your original face, to your original nature. So that's what that is all about. So. If you're interested in this, I would recommend start to experiment with strategy and authority. Um, but if we were to go a little bit deeper, uh, we would start to talk about profiles. And profiles are a little bit like the role that you would play in your movie. And some of the words are a little bit confusing. I just want to clarify that the three, for example, which is the martyr, is really a person that experiments. Uh, with life and they uh, they have a trial and error learning process and the opportunist is a networker someone that's 
uh, makes a lot of decisions based on uh, connections that they have. And the heretic is somebody that um, that really kind of uh, serves as a mirror to mankind. Uh, they they deal with a lot of projection, but they really bring truth about who we are and where we're at. Um, so when you hear these different words, um, just know that there are deeper meanings to them. But I'm going to go ahead and list off the 12 profiles. So there's the 1-3, which is the investigative martyr. The 1-4, which is the investigative opportunist. The 2-4, which is the hermit opportunist. The 2-5, which is the hermit uh, heretic. The 3-5, which is the martyr heretic. The 3-6, which is the martyr role model. The 4-1, which is the opportunistic investigator. The 4-6, which is the opportunistic role model. The 5-1, which is the heretical investigator. The 5-2, which is the heretic hermit. The 6-2, which is the role model hermit. And the last one, the role model martyr, the 6-3. Centers, incarnation, crosses, definition, lines and channels. Oh my. Uh, these are subjects for another time, uh, but it gives you a little bit of uh, the amount of depth uh, that we explore in human design. So one of my very favorite quotes of all time is by Carl Jung, and it's very short and sweet. Uh, it is, the privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are, and I really believe that. And if you are looking to take a deep dive and you want to experiment uh, with this system, I am here to help. I give personal readings. Um, I also teach classes um, and workshops. I do workshops at the House of Light. Um, I also do uh, Gene Keys, which is a much deeper dive, uh, but it kind of springboards right off of human design. Um, so if you're interested in a personal reading or classes, please visit my website at humandesignedsimplified.weebly.com and uh, find out uh, more about me and what I offer. And also, if you're wanting to get a free chart, you can go to my website and click on Genetic Matrix. You'll just need your birth date, time, and location and they will generate a free chart for you so you can see your human design. Thank you so much for joining us today, and I'll see you next time.